What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to hempresent. Our radio resident hempo-sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to hempresent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to Hemp Present. I am your host, Vivian McPeak, and I am the Executive Director for the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 24th year, found at hempfest.org. I am also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest by AHA Publishing. Transmitting from a fortified bunker under a ramshackle radio warren at an undisclosed location deep within the bowels of underground Seattle, I am your weekly host on Hemp Present here on Cannabis Radio, preventive medicine for the cannabis connoisseur's cranium, increasing the peace and spreading unity with impunity here on your source for the force of freedom. Hemp, resent, because you never resent the hemp. Today, we are spreading the green flame of 420 truth after nearly a resin-soaked century of disinformation and lies about cannabis. We are going to spread some of our own propaganda because now it is our time to talk and walk our talk around the block here at Hempresent on the Cannabis Radio Network, highlighting the brand of Judge Judy Justice that we can expect from prohibitionist policy. My guest today on Hempresent will be Seattle attorney Nicole Lee, who will be talking to us about the legal problems that her client, naturopath Kathleen Naughton, has been experiencing in her quest to provide access to medical marijuana to qualified Washington State patients. Prohibition has created a tangled, jungled web of policy obstacles that must be smoothed out so that justice can take hold in our communities and so we can finally put an end to the madness that is all things prohibition. But first I want to address a weekly component of my show and that's my word of the week. This week's word is the adjective impavid from the Latin in meaning not and pavidus meaning 
fearful. And the word means not afraid or fearless. I dedicate this week's word, impavid, to the fearless community activists all over the globe who've suppressed their own fears and concerns in place of a greater need for others to live in freedom. The future of most societies is determined partially in the streets, and every day ordinary people rise to extraordinary lengths in the quest for justice and liberty. Every freedom, every liberty, every small embrace of justice that we make in our daily lives has been fought for and won by others who were born with freedom receptors that required satiation. I take my hempy hat off to every community activist who's risked everything to make their society a little bit more just, a little bit more free, and a little more equal. And in that vein, I want to switch gears and segue into the interview segment of this program. I would like to welcome Nicole Lee to the show. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hi, Vivian. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Thank you so much for being on our show. Prohibition has been a long and winding road, so to speak, and many people have found themselves still being swept up in the prohibitionist drift nuts. Your client, Kathleen Naughton, has been targeted by the Department of Health for giving a patient a temporary marijuana authorization and suggesting she use a non-intoxicating cream for a repetitive stress injury. You are the first attorney in Washington State to represent a health care provider's license at a full Department of Health hearing. Can you tell us a little bit about your client, Kathleen Naughton? Sure. Kathleen Naughton began her career as a registered nurse, and she later became a nurse practitioner and then a naturopathic physician. She has a stellar career. She taught at the UW, and the Department of Health here in Washington monitored and renewed Dr. Naughton's healthcare licenses for 40 years. She'd never had a patient complaint, no colleague complaints, no issues of any kind until this unfortunate incident that was manufactured by the Department of Health. Nicole, the Department of Health sent an undercover investigator to the clinic where Dr. Naughton worked with instructions to lie about her health history and fake symptoms of chronic pain, for which there is no objective clinical test. Why do you think the Department of Health uses these methods? In 2011, the Seattle Times published an article which noted that there had been no patient complaints or indication that patients were being harmed or at risk of harm for using medical marijuana. Absent patient complaints, the Department of Health doesn't generally investigate patient complaints or by colleagues or other providers. Since there had been no complaint, the department elected to create a complaint, basically. They sent in a fake patient to the clinic where Kathy was working with instructions to fake symptoms and her fake her health history as well. And as you correctly noted, Dr. Naughton provided a temporary authorization to this undercover investigator and suggested she use topical creams and told her to go see a sports medicine doctor for a more robust assessment. If I understand correctly, when she tried to call the patient to do some follow-up, she found out that her number didn't work and she canceled it. That's correct. The undercover investigator provided a false phone number and a false email. So, in fact, the department did not know that Dr. Naughton appropriately tried to follow up with this patient several times. When she was unable to get a hold of this quote-unquote patient, she canceled the authorization. But based upon the fact that that undercover investigator had managed to obtain, under these false pretenses, a temporary authorization... The department demanded the records of all patients that Dr. Naughton had seen that day. In addition to the fake patient, Dr. Naughton had seen nine real patients, none of whom had complained. 
the department has the authority to demand medical records. So they obtained these medical records, sent them to their quote-unquote expert, who found flaws in Dr. Naughton's care of these nine real patients amounting to unprofessional conduct. On its face, that's incredible. In 40 years, Dr. Naughton had never had a patient complaint, no colleague complaints, no issues of any kind. And yet, the Department of Health alleged that in one single shift, Dr. Naughton committed unprofessional conduct with every patient who entered her room that day. Nicole, the Department of Health charging documents claim that a high percentage of Dr. Naughton's patients are seeking medical marijuana authorizations, up to 80 or 90 percent. She explains that almost all of her patients have been referred to her by primary care or specialized physicians who are reluctant to write their own marijuana authorizations. Why are those patients being referred rather than being authorized for medical marijuana by their own established providers? There's two reasons for that. The big one is, of course, federal prohibition. And the other is fear of the Department of Health taking exactly the kind of action it it attempted to take against Dr. Naughton. Most doctors are employed by institutions that receive federal funds or otherwise have a policy against authorizing medical marijuana. So clinics um, such as the one where Dr. Naughton was working at the time serve as an important access point for patients to obtain an authorization. And those authorizations in turn allow the patients to enter dispensaries, which provide products and strains of medical marijuana that cannot be found in recreational stores. Nicole, can you tell us how did and how does the Department of Health approach the issue of medical marijuana? Well, following the 2011 Seattle Times article, the Department of Health began investigating often the clinics where these providers were working to authorize medical marijuana. In every case, there was a 100% sanction rate. That is to say, every single provider, medical doctor, nurse practitioner, osteopath, naturopath, any, anyone who had shown up on the department's radar with regard to medical marijuana had their license sanctioned, meaning either suspended or revoked with significant monetary fines. Pleased to say that that did not happen in Kathy's case. I want to find out more about what the outcome is for Dr. Naughton and what's next for her, but we're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws and take a break for our sponsors. And we'll be right back with Nicole Lee, Seattle attorney representing Seattle naturopath Kathleen Naughton. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. 
chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I am talking to Seattle attorney Nicole Lee, who is representing Seattle naturopath Kathleen Naughton. Nicole, welcome back. Thank you. Can you tell us what's in the future? What's the outcome for Dr. Naughton? What is next for her? Well, the department sought to suspend her license for a year, put it on probation for four years, and demand a $5,000 fine for her alleged substandard care. I'm pleased to say that at the formal hearing, at which the Board of Naturopathy, or a portion of the Board of Naturopathy, in this case, there was only one naturopath and two community members, decided to allow Dr. Naughton to continue to practice and simply put her license on probation for three years, which does not impair her ability to work. But Dr. Naughton will be 75 in January and planning on retiring anyway. So she's going to be turning her energies towards activism to support the patients that need access to this crucial therapy and to help educate providers about what medical marijuana may do for their patients. So now, the thing about Kathleen Naughton, Nicole, is that she did not fold or cower at all from this Department of Health investigation. In fact, she's defiant, and she's decided she's going to stand and fight. Is that right? That's correct. And I have to say, I think one of the reasons that I'm the first attorney to represent a provider at a hearing over medical marijuana is because those, those hearings can be quite expensive. It was, we litigated for over a year. Preparing for the hearing took over a year. I handled the case pro bono. And that fact, indeed, the attorney general's office, which represented the department at the hearing, they objected to the Board of Naturopathy hearing that I had devoted over a year for free uh, to represent Kathleen Naughton. They thought to, if the board heard that I had done this pro bono, that it would be prejudicial to their case. The presiding officer at the hearing, who is herself also an employee of the Department of Health, agreed with the Attorney General's office. So up until this moment, I think the Board of Naturopathy is unaware of the fact that Everyone else in that room, the department's expert, all of the attorneys, the board, (laughs) the presiding officer, were paid to be there. Wow, and everybody knows naturopaths generally probably don't make as much money as allopathic doctors do, so they have less resources to defend themselves. That's correct, and Kathy had devoted her career to public health, which, of course, is not incredibly lucrative field. And in addition, as I mentioned, she's in her 70s. She's semi-retired and dependent on Social Security. So if I had not been able to devote my time to this case for her, I'm not sure what the outcome would have been. 
Nicole, medical cannabis known as medical marijuana to millions has shown great potential for the treatment of a variety of ailments. Healthcare providers such as your client, Kathleen Naughton, are really pioneers, in my opinion, pioneers who are on the right side of history. Why has it been so difficult for medical cannabis to be recognized as a therapeutic drug? Again, it comes back to federal prohibition. Well, since the federal government considers marijuana to be a Schedule One drug, it cannot be the subject of clinical trials without significant restrictions. So in the absence of clinical trials, I think the social stigma and unfortunately the scientific ignorance regarding this herb continues. That's not to say there isn't good scientific research out there. Israel, the Netherlands, a few other places in the world actually have some really robust studies showing the, the benefits that can, can come from medical marijuana. We're seeing some changes right now in Washington State uh, medical marijuana law. And even though our state's finally begun to regulate medical cannabis, what do these new laws mean for patients who need medical marijuana? What does it mean for providers that want to consider authorizing medical marijuana for their patients? Our state, unfortunately, has taken a, a strange approach to medical marijuana since we regulated uh, recreational marijuana first, although we had uh, previously recognized that medical marijuana exists. The new laws pose significant hurdles to patients' access to medical marijuana. The new laws require that providers can only authorize from their permanent place of business. That means that traveling naturopaths, traveling nurse practitioners, traveling doctors that go to rural areas, that may be the only opportunity for some patients to access care of this sort. The new rules require that physicians and other qualified providers to authorize medical marijuana must do so from their permanent place of business. This places significant barriers to folks and patients in rural areas who may not have access to providers who authorize. Traveling nurses, traveling doctors, those folks are not going to be able to authorize medical marijuana to these patients. Furthermore, the Department of Health wants to know if a provider is issuing more than 30 authorizations a month. That in itself is going to have a chilling effect on providers because of the sanctions that the Department of Health can level against providers who authorize. Well, Nicole, help me out here because I thought pot was legal in Washington State. I mean, if you can go down to a rec store and you can buy some marijuana, why is there this crazy bureaucratic oversight, this, this Orwellian draconian oversight on medical providers when you can just go buy some pot? Does it make any sense to you at all? It, it really doesn't make sense to me. The recreational stores are generally not staffed with individuals who are as conversant and knowledgeable about medical marijuana and the therapeutic uses of marijuana. To send a patient into a recreational store is, is futile, frankly. The recreational stores do not carry the same sorts of strains or variety of products, range of products that patients need. You've got all these medical dispensaries in Washington State, hundreds of them, that did significant investments, up to hundreds of thousands of dollars for some of them, 
and they've established supply chains and point-of-sale systems, customer bases, and yet Washington State, rather than letting them fold into some kind of a recreational mode or some kind of a middle ground or let them become the main sources of cannabis, they're basically going to shut most of them down to create an entirely new system. Um, Yet that's not what all the other states did, right? No, it is really unfortunate that Washington State seems to be trying to cram medical marijuana into the recreational box. Why do you think that is? We just did it backwards. I think, yeah, it's probably motivated by money and also, unfortunately, um, prejudice and stigma against this herb, which has been uh, fostered by federal prohibition. Yes, decades, decades of of disinformation and character assaults, scapegoating. Nicole, can you tell our listeners what can people do to support medical marijuana patients, access providers, and folks like your client, Kathleen Naughton? Well, I love that you tell your listeners that you have the right not to remain silent. In fact, I'd say that you have a duty not to remain silent on this issue. If you care about medical marijuana, if you, re- if you believe in the therapeutic uses of this herb and care about the patients that need it, Kathy elected to put the patient's well-being before her own legal risk when she began working at the clinic, which served as an access point for patients to obtain authorizations. When she stood up for that, I had to stand up with her. As a moral person, as a person who loves folks who need marijuana therapeutically, and out of huge regard for the folks like Kathy who put their professional lives on the line to help these patients, I could not do nothing. Everyone can get involved. Support HempFest, learn at HempFest, and take your knowledge to the ballot box. Don't vote people into office that criminalize this therapeutic drug. It's very important for the federal government to lift the prohibition so that clinical research can continue and we can move forward with evidence-based and scientifically-based knowledge about marijuana. Very briefly, give us a little description. I know that you're an attorney. You're not a medical professional. What's the difference between allopathic medicine and naturopathy? Naturopathic medicine includes consideration of botanical medicines and herbs, nutritional medicine, naturopathic physical medicine, including manipulative therapy, hygiene, counseling. In Washington state, naturopaths are considered primary care providers. They emphasize prevention, treatment, and optimal health through the use of therapeutic methods and substances that encourage the individual's own inherent self-healing processes. Well, Nicole Lee, a Seattle attorney representing Kathleen Naughton, Seattle naturopath being targeted by the Department of Health. This has been a very enlightening interview. Thank you so much for your important sacred work. Please extend our thanks to Dr. Naughton as well for all the great work that she's done for our community all these times, all these years. Thank you so much for being on Hemp Present. Oh, thank you so much, Vivian. You bet. And hopefully we'll be seeing you at Seattle Hemp Fest soon. (laughs) You bet. Now we're going to take a quick pause for the cause because there's flaws in the laws. And hear a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back on Hemp Present. Time to roll out for the people that let us Hemp Present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. 
Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to ensure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. (laughs) (laughs) Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have, you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. (laughs) The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to get to another weekly feature of Hemp Present, and that is the quote of the week. This week's quote is a shocker, and it goes like this. Quote, Reefer makes darkies think they're as good as white men, end quote. And that is a direct quote of Harry J. Ann Slinger, the Assistant Prohibition Commissioner in the Bureau of Prohibition from 1930 to 1962. Yes, for 32 years, this man was in charge of cannabis prohibition. The heinous, offensive quote of Harry Jane Ann Slinger's illustrates to the degree which the foundations of prohibition were morally compromised from the very beginning. Both the preamble of the Charter of the United Nations and the 1948 Declaration of Human Rights proclaimed that the right of everyone to enjoy all human rights and fundamental freedoms without distinction to race, color, or national origin. But prohibition has profoundly produced unequal outcomes across racial groups, manifested through racial discrimination by law enforcement, and disproportionate targeting suffered by communities of color. Although rates of drug use and selling are comparable across racial lines, 
People of color are far more likely to be stopped, searched, arrested, prosecuted, convicted, and incarcerated for drug law violations than are Caucasians. Higher arrest and incarceration rates for African Americans and Latinos are not reflective of increased prevalence of drug use or sales in these communities, but rather of law enforcement focus on urban areas, on lower-income communities and communities of color, as well as inequitable treatment by the criminal justice system. Henry J. Anslinger's contemptible quote is not only racist in nature, it demonstrates clearly that racial profiling was a fundamental component of the policy of prohibition from its very inception all the way up to today. One more reason to legalize it today, everywhere, for everyone. That about wraps up this installment of Hempresent on Cannabis Radio. Join me next week for my guest, John Davis, the founder and chief executive officer of Northwest Patient Resource Center, Coalition for Cannabis Standards and Ethics Director, and longtime member of the Board of Directors of Seattle Events. We'll see you next week, because when it comes to prohibition, you have the right not to remain silent. Hempy Trails, we'll THC you later on Hempresent. Freedom Fighter! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.